0: This is wade and this is tim
1: well fellas it is now uh if if friday is black friday is saturday like chartreuse saturday is is there a color for saturday
2: there's not but it's local comic shop day i don't know if you knew that Uh, it is local. i I did know that i did not know that comic shop friday Huh. So, I'm sorry, I think it's Local Comic Store Day. So, Local Comic Store Day is, um, you know, something you've you've clearly missed by the time you're listening to this podcast. But had you been aware, you would know uh, that uh, comic stores, it's kind of like Free Comic Book Day, um, except that they have... That's free. Yeah, except that stuff's not free. <laughs> um, and uh, so, the way it works is, you go to your local comic store, and they have... Um, Variant covers, you know, it, it basically feeds the variant cover audience, and uh, so every company puts out a, a variant cover that's specific to this day. Um, so they have like a, a local comic shop day, Dark Knight three, and a local comic shop day, Avengers number one, and Jughead, and a whole uh, like almost every uh, you know comic shop company has participated in it. But it is variant covers, and to my knowledge, it's not uh, exclusive comics necessarily. Huh. I. Uh... So now uh, you know.
1: It seems like this should have been publicized
2: better. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's also free re- – isn't it record store day as well? I don't know. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Huh. So there's so this, a lot going on.
1: And has this been going on a long time for record stores? I'm, I'm just curious as to how the track record
2: has worked. For... I think this is like the fifth year for a record store day. Huh.
1: And we've as, seen as the, much as – We've seen record as stores as really bouncing just...
2: back. <laughs>
0: so can we just fold all these together and call it Dying industry day You know, no you can't Wayne to be fair Paul as much as I respect you I don't think you're douchey enough to tie to record store day that's a good point I'm
2: not hipster enough I don't have an ironic mustache and I'm not skinny so (laughs) here's that
1: but you do wear skinny jeans and we'd like to talk about that
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, so speaking of hipsters, I'm going to talk about Yesterday I went to my comic shop for Black Friday And
1: It's always about race with you, Paul
2: what, What's up I'm with
1: sorry? that? It's always about race with you, what's up with that?
2: Well, you know Gotta keep it real
0: And <laughs> uh, finish his report for Latino Review Exactly <laughs> Paul
1: calls um, it Urban Friday
2: uh, Oh god <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I was in line at my comic shop and the guy in front of me you know it had you know tip, like a hipster guy you know, with the, with the beard um, he had like a black knit cap he had like jeans that were cuffed on the bottom white t-shirt he looked like shipwreck GI Joe is where I'm <laughs> <laughs> Get a you might as well have yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think he's doing hipster wrong. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> if you look like a GI Joe character, well, hell, I'm going to dress as Snake Eyes and pass off as a hipster. <laughs> Doop. Okay, Paul. So where'd you line up yesterday? Uh, I didn't actually. So I, what? Um, I didn't. You know, I was able to get everything that I wanted online. Uh, I did. Now, with that being said, I did wake up at 3 a.m. and this was uh, Wednesday night. Into Thursday at 3 a.m. because Best Buy and Walmart and um, Target started their deals, and so did Amazon, obviously. Even though I got most of my stuff through Amazon, so I just picked up a couple of things, nothing too crazy. Um, uh, but on Black Friday itself, I, I actually just went to Barnes and Noble because they have uh, they had a series of signed novels, um, and like uh, like they had Brad Meltzer. They had uh, the I Am Abraham Lincoln book uh, signed by Brad Meltzer. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and these were I picked up gifts for, for people, I, uh, but they have you know a whole bunch of popular authors right now, including your favorite Ben Carson, uh, Aaron, have a signed book.
0: <laughs> and,
2: this, and this is a
0: gift for Paul. Oh,
2: look! I'm getting this for Paul. <laughs> Paul was do this. Yeah. Have Merry Christmas, Paul. Um, so I just went to Barnes and Noble and I went to my comic shop and I think that was pretty much it. I mean, I, I, I gallivanted around a little bit, but nothing specifically for Black Friday deals.
3: Yeah, we went straight to the internet and uh, didn't go out until two o'clock. And then, yeah, wait, tried to wait for most of the uh, crazy crowd to be gone before we hit these stores.
2: I will say, for Black Friday, you know, I, I think in recent times, in recent years, you know, last year and this year, since they started the Black Friday uh, specials on Thursday, now Black Friday, I, I didn't run into any crowds on the on the Friday itself I feel like most every hit up probably Thursday evening including Aaron, Mr. Tim Aaron I, I want to back up a sec when Paul said he was gallivanting did you picture him like
0: on a white Arabian stallion with like long Fabio hair I did actually that's where I that's where I went like immediately like oh, yeah. I need to get I need to get to target <laughs>
1: yeah anyways well and I, I I feel like there was also a musical component
0: to it
2: yeah, well, yeah. duh. Yeah. <laughs> Two guys with coconuts behind him. <laughs> no. It was In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel on <laughs> the Oh, Fox. God. I uh, saw uh, the horse behind uh, me.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I I, 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 t- I talked a really big game about going to Best Buy and and fighting the masses, and I, I've been feeling the best. And so I turned to my wife, and because <laughs> we have been talking about it, I said, just go get the damn TV now, like on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't care anymore. So God, we, I, we did get a, we did a TV. It's an inch smaller, but it's a smart TV, and we didn't have to stand in line and try to kill ourselves. So I call it a win. I'm, I'm a little disappointed, Tim. I was.
2: I was yeah, I knew you know, you I've were seen looking. videos of people like drop kicking grandmothers online for this stuff, and uh, I expected that to be. I'm. I'm not. I, I don't have my A game this week. I,
0: I'm kind of shaped like a semicolon right now, so I'm just going to do what I have to do. I'm, I'm sorry, sure yeah. you're feeling puny. Well, I, I will say this, though. So my wife went out yesterday to return something, and she came back with a PS4 for me like I wasn't expecting. Wow. Well, that's incredibly awesome. And she's like, I, I was like, just shut up and take your PS4. <laughs> oh, she's not making you wait until December 25th? No, because I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend who bought her bought herself a PS4 like three weeks ago, and she's been whining. She's like, "I gotta wait until December," and I'm like, "What are you like twelve? <laughs> you bought it yourself. Plug it in. No, she's not gonna be wait." Although, I don't know when it's going to get set up because we're rearranging the house. Cause, so we used to have two bedrooms, and I think she's letting me turn the back bedroom into the Tim Cave.
1: Nice. So, yeah. And that's so, where the PS4 and the new TV go, right?
0: Oh, probably not. I'm probably going to lose that flight. <laughs> no, baby. These things are mine. They're coming with me. <laughs> You're right. You can have the PS3, so you can get on the Netflix out here with the crappy TV. And that's I'll be right. back there. That's right. All day. Yeah. It seems. I'll only be I'll only be fifteen feet away, and I'm out of here.
1: <laughs> now, did did you get the sound bar and, and all of that so you can listen to, to to your TV really loud?
0: No, no, I don't. I mean, I just I just turn the volume up. I, I don't need anything extra. But yeah, you know, now that I have a cave, I might as well have surround sound, right? That's
1: Right, exactly. So you know, so you know, Tim can be back there thumping.
0: Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know it adjoins another wall where someone's bedroom is but I don't give a shit.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife keeps wanting by a smart TV and I just don't see the, the need for a smart TV for us because we stream everything through the PlayStation. As like we have a Roku in the other room. I don't there's no feature that a smart TV would give us that we don't already have. Well
0: th- well that's true. As her, as her point was, I could be on Netflix while you're playing your stupid video game. Sure. I said, "Yes, you could." Now, <laughs>
1: <laughs> my frustration with smart TVs is simply is just that, that they don't carry all the apps, you know. And so it's like you may have one that's got Netflix and one that's got Amazon Prime, but it doesn't have both. You know that kind of stuff just irritates the shit out of me.
2: Well, that's why I like the uh, – the, the PS4 and the Xbox One have – you know they have all of those and they have the HBO Go and the Showtime and the Cinemax. So that's – to Wayne's point, I I appreciate just having it all in one box instead of um, a stick mm-hmm. or like – well, I don't know. Maybe the Roku has all that stuff. I don't know. I'm not familiar with Roku, but yeah, – Yeah, Roku has
3: all of it too. Okay. So that's cool. It's- so we have the Roku in the bedroom where we don't have a PlayStation, oh, and yeah. then we have the PlayStation Three and Four are both up on the in the living room.
1: My uh, my the in the man cave, my DVD player, or I'm sorry, my Blu-ray player has most of the apps that I need, um, and that's been that's been you know really convenient in the in the uh, den where the big TV is. The TiVo has most of those apps, but what I find frustrating is that TiVo is not compatible with all the apps. You know, they don't they don't they like they've got Amazon and Netflix and some other things. They don't have, for instance, HBO Go. And so I find that I, I I'm doing using like the what is it, the Google Chromecast to cast things to it. But that irritates me.
2: Hmm. Because you see know, my uh... My cable box, instead of having HBO Go, they have on demand, and it pretty much has everything that's available in HBO Go anyway. And I've got on demand, but you can't use on
1: demand through a cable card, which is what I use uh, in the uh, TiVo. It's just frustrating because everyone, everybody's technology isn't playing nice together. You know, they f- seem to feel like that if they're, if they're dicks, you'll choose one over the other.
0: And, and there's no reason that they, they can't.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm just like, just do it. Just make life easier on your customer. <laughs> you know? And do any of us have the CBS app
3: that's the exclusive place they're going to play the new Star Trek series? I will, nope. I will.
1: in 2017.
2: <laughs> will you really? Yeah. I'm going to wait and see what else is on it before gonna, I commit to it. I'm going to watch me some motherfucking Star Trek, Paul. I don't want to pay $8 a month just for Star Trek. I, I'm, I'm, a, a, I'm with Paul on this one. I will pay $8 for Star Trek.
1: Will you really? Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I'm with him and Paul.
3: I'm not willing to pay money just for one show.
1: You know, I am. I'll I'll pay money for
2: Star Trek. We'll go to Pirate Bay after it's all said and done. (laughs) I do feel like that's that. That they're gonna we're gonna read an article when that comes out. How much that show is pirated? A (laughs) ton. So, Aaron, you it, went to the movies this week.
1: It, it seems a very un-Starfleet thing to do to pirate video. That's all I'm saying. Oh, no, Captain no, Kirk would not, not
2: in the approve. new
1: J.J. Abrams Starfleet. Captain Kirk would not approve. Just saying. No, the
0: Romulans would totally do it though.
1: But it seems a very Spectre-like thing to do.
0: Mm-hmm. I could see
1: Stav- Han Stavro Blofeld pirating some video. I don't.
2: Do you think he would?
1: I, I do. I do. I, no, Mister Bond. I expect you to download it.
2: Yeah, no, that's what I think. that's what that's what I think was going to happen. Was was that your Blofeld or was that, that your um, Doctor Evil? That was my mm-hmm. Blofeld. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> so yeah, I, I did. Uh, you know, I, I love me some Daniel Craig James Bond, and uh, Spectre did not disappoint. I I, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. I, I did. It was it was it was a lot of fun from beginning to end, and very satisfying. I, I like all the all the. We got to spend some time with like Ray Fine's character, and then Penny and Q, and you know they they weren't just far deep in the background as they typically tend to be. It was nice. I, I I thought it was a well done movie, and if it does wind up being Daniel Craig's last Bond movie, I think it's a nice cap to to his films. I mean, they they actually they actually made some effort to kind of tie everything together.
2: Yeah, I think I think he is contracted for one more. I think he's
1: actually going to do one more. I know that there, there was a lot, of, a lot of stink made about his when he was asked in, on the press junket, you know, what, uh, does he want to do another Bond movie? And he said, good God, no. Um, I think that people misunderstood what he was saying there.
2: Because, yeah, I think he just meant right now. I think he yeah, should have needed th- a break is what I mean, he was intending.
1: I listened to an interview with him, and he was saying, he's like, you know, most films, you know, it's three months to make a movie. But with Bond, because of all of the stunts, the fact that he's in just, like, every scene, it's an eight-month film for him. And he says, so, you know, when you get to the end of it, you're just exhausted. But, you know, you hear him talk about Bond. He's really got a strong appreciation for for what the character is, what the history is. Um, and I think that's—I think that comes through in the filmmaking. I think that that you can really see that he's fully committed to making the best Bond film he can. And I just—I I dug it. I dug it hard.
2: How about you, Paul? What'd you think? You know, I liked Spectre. I didn't love Spectre. I um, I I didn't like it as much as I like Skyfall. I, I I
1: would agree. I think Skyfall had a lot more emotional resonance to it.
2: Agreed. I, this one, it is a good Bond film, absolutely. I do feel like it was a typical Bond film, though. Like, it it just seemed like they were checking the boxes. Like, at the end of it, I still didn't know exactly what Blofeld was going after. He was going after making
1: James Bond's life a living hell. Well, that was a really extravagant way of making
2: that happen. Well, I I feel like he could have spent a little less money to make that happen. I was highly
1: amused at uh, when he's got Bond strapped into the chair... And it's like now engage the overly complex device.
2: <laughs> as yeah, the, little, that, the, the, the little thing that drills into little places, and I'm like, oh, I'm yeah, okay. and, 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 and the
1: arm unfolds at like you know four different joints, you know, as it as it's unrolling. I'm like, wow, that's overly complex.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is an
1: elaborate torture chair. I'm like, that um, thing has got to break down all the time. <laughs> God damn it! The arm's not unfolding. God damn it! Hold on, let me get the WD forty. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, um, it, I, I felt like uh, his motivation wasn't strong enough for me as a villain, um, and I like the actor. That's the sad thing, you know. Uh, I love that guy, uh, Christoph Waltz. Uh-huh. Well, I had a I- dynamite cast. Ray Fiennes, I thought, did good. Uh, the guy from Sherlock, who was uh-huh. like the the head of that new division. Uh-huh. Um, I thought he did good. I mean, I enjoyed everyone in it. It just felt like um, it didn't feel as strong emotionally as Skyfall. And I get not every film can be that much of an emotional investment well, for James Skyf-
1: Bond. Skyfall, Skyfall was intensely personal for Bond, um, and so I mean, I I think you I, I think it's fair to say you know it didn't have as much uh, emotional resonance as as that movie. But you know, when you're not telling the same kind of story, you're not going to have that. I mean, this was a straight up super bad guy kind of thing and really reintroducing specter to the bond franchise here's what i'm hoping though is that just because of how this movie ended doesn't mean that specter goes away you know what i'm saying i mean, it seemed like it went a long way to establish specter as this global organization and then it's almost like well we 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 we've we've now wiped the deck clean you know <laughs> I, no let's have more specter please cuz i like specter is a lot of fun
2: yeah, I mean, and I think uh, I think having that big bad and you know Blofeld. I know we're we're getting into spoiler ish territory, but um, like you said, I feel like there is room to continue with them as a presence in the movies. Yeah, um, I would like to see Craig return for another one. I think he's a great Bond. Yeah, um, you know I, uh, well, I I enjoy Ray Fiennes. I enjoy uh, the lady Naomi Harris as yeah. MoneyPenny. I thought she did great.
1: Yeah. Well, if you're, if you're not going to return with Daniel Craig in the next movie, you better damn well give me some Idris Elba. You know, that's all. That's what I'm saying.
2: I'd be okay with that. I like I, that guy. Yeah, I, I like Idris Elba,
1: too, and I, I think that he would be great in that role. You know, he can well, take a break from being Heimdall for a little while.
2: And, <laughs> uh... <laughs> well, the next Thor is like the last one, isn't it? Ragnarok.
1: Well, it's, you know, it's a cycle, Paul. So Oh, yeah. You know,
3: yeah after that they'll make the female thor movie
2: oh good or the frog thor Uh,
0: -thor. uh, i'm much air the frog (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't make me as upset
1: so you know uh went to the movies over over this you know long holiday and uh you know have watched some tv um jessica jones dropped on november 20th on netflix and i am on episode 9 now how far did you get paul I am done. Wow. Well, we're going to keep this a a spoiler-free conversation about Jessica Jones, since uh, neither Wayne nor Tim have engaged. But, uh, Paul, give me your initial I'm thoughts. I'm
2: really looking forward to it, though. So, Paul, tell me what you think. I I like Daredevil better. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to lead with that, because, you know, obviously it's, it begs comparison to Daredevil. It's in that same universe. Um, it features some of the same characters, Um I feel, and it's it's in the same neighborhood. Even it's in Hell's Kitchen, um, you know. However, I felt I felt like Daredevil. I enjoyed the characters more. There was more heart. There was more. Um, it's almost like I'm having the same conversation that we had about Spectre. There was more emotion I felt to Daredevil, and and that's weird because Jessica Jones is such a, a powerful raw character. Um, but I think there was just more hope in Daredevil, even as dark of a series as it was, because you had Foggy and you had. Um, I forget the uh, the female character's name, the female lead, yeah. um, and you know I, I enjoyed the camaraderie. About, you're, talking about, you're talking about Karen Page. Karen Page, yeah. yeah, I enjoyed the camaraderie there, and they're not that in Jessica Jones. It, Jessica Jones is. You know, she has a couple. Of, she has a friend or two. Um, they're all damaged characters, but there's not a lot of humor to it. It's a, it, the humor that is there is more like mean spirited humor. See, um, that really worries me,
3: Paul. Because with Daredevil, I said that I didn't think I would have liked it if it wasn't for Foggy,
2: because it needed that heart to keep it from being too dark. Well, I, I'm saying I'm, be, I'm being nitpicky uh, in the differences between the two. I thought Jessica Jones was great. I do think Jessica Jones. Shorter, from my, from in my personal opinion, because unlike Daredevil, where, yeah, Kingpin was the big bad, but they had little bads along the way. Jessica Jones is pretty much like focused, like like a, like a, like a a season of 24 with one villain um, for the 13 episodes, and so it results in a lot of cat and mouse that gets a little repetitive after a while. Um, it sounds like I'm being harsh. I did enjoy the series. I would have prefer I think you could have cut out. I think you could have made it nine, ten episodes. I think you could have made it six, honestly, and but not lost much. Um, but I, I did appreciate it. Um, I think Kristen Ritter did a fantastic job. I thought David Tennant is fantastic. I, as David Tennant. The Man. David Tennant is so fucking creepy.
1: He really is. He is so fucking creepy. Um, I gotta say, I, I'm thoroughly enjoying Jessica Jones. Um, it is very different than Daredevil, uh, and strangely enough, darker than Daredevil. Um, uh, the, the, the stakes I, th- I find are, uh, uh, intensely personal and, uh, the, the injuries that have occurred are, I mean, just extraordinarily personal. Um, I, one of the things that I enjoy so much about the, the story is that Jessica Jones from ground zero is just a broken character. And I like you get to, you know, kind of sit in her head and watch her, you know, make some decisions that aren't natural to her, you know, and she struggles with it. And I, I think that's one of the things I find the most com- compelling about her character is that she's somebody who's trying to be a hero who that doesn't seem to be her first nature. And, one of the things that I really enjoy about the the show is that you know, so many times in these kind of things, you know, the hero makes his plan and it's a great plan and everybody acknowledges it's a great plan. She makes a plan and it's like this plan is terrible. <laughs> and you know, not only is 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 she admitting that the plan is terrible, but I mean, the people around her are like this is the stupidest damn plan I've ever seen. And then you get to see how it goes off. Um, yeah, I, I that it rarely works. Yeah, and. and <laughs> I, there, the, the humor I find in it is almost an ironic sense of humor, you know, but there are things and I'll wait till you guys have gotten into it. Cause I don't want to spoil anything, but there are things that happen. I'm just like, you know, I, I'm not okay with that. <laughs> you know, I'm not okay that, that the hero did this thing, you know? Um, and, and I'm looking forward to having that conversation with you guys. Um, I, but I, 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 It is very different than Daredevil. It's not the same feel as Daredevil. And that's exactly what I'm looking for. I want something that – I want each one of these things to have a different texture to it. Uh, I agree. But I got to tell you, every time Luke Cage is on the screen, I light up. I do. I mean, I just smile every time I see Luke Cage.
2: I cannot wait for his series. He is so good that, yeah. that they got.
1: Yeah, he is. Uh, I'm just thoroughly enjoying him. He played on The Good Wife as uh, Lamont Bishop, who was, you know, a uh, big drug lord in Chicago. And I just thoroughly enjoyed him there. I thoroughly enjoyed him here. The man just oozes charisma. He is just as cool as he can fucking be. Um, totally dig him. I, I I enjoyed the surrounding cast, uh, you know. Uh, her her girlfriend, uh her girlfriend's boyfriend. I mean, I, just everybody on the cast. I'm really enjoying. It's not the same as. Uh, well, her
2: girlfriend is Hellcat, Patsy Walker. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> even though they, they 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 only use the name Patsy a couple of times,
2: you know. But she got instead of she's
1: Patricia. She goes by Trish as opposed to Pats Patsy. But they call her Patsy every now and again. But yeah, I'm I'm enjoying the show. I am. I, I'm digging it, and uh, I am. I've. I finished episode eight. I I've started episode nine. I'm going to finish it this weekend. So it's good stuff. So I'm looking forward to uh, Wayne and Tim getting in on that.
2: Yeah, me too. I, I'm very curious to hear what you guys will think about it. Um, I so, agree. It's a different field than Daredevil. I didn't buy it. But you know we didn't mention? I, I went to the movies too, Aaron. You can't. Other people can go to the movies. I don't think they can, Paul. I don't think they can. Mm. <laughs> what movie did you see, Paul? I saw Creed. Creed! Oh, not not. Not at the moment Scott Stapp.
1: <laughs> now, now this is this good. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, t- tell us about Creed Paul because I've been really looking forward to this one
2: creed is fantastic um it is a, a really really great movie um you know I, I saw it in a, in a packed movie house and I went to an early showing I went to 1245 yesterday um, like you know before like 1245 p.m and uh, the movie theater was packed and people were cheering and really getting into it with the boxing um, and clapping I mean it is it's that type of film. It's very inspirational. Um, you know, Mike, who, I again, I've not been a, a fan of because I'm not really familiar with him. I know you say Friday Night Lights or Saturday Night Lights or whatever the hell. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Um, you know, but all I'm really familiar with him in is Fantastic Four, and that's not. Um, but he did he did a fantastic job. And Sylvester Stallone was, you know, a better than I've seen him in anything in a long time. Uh, so I, I highly recommend. If you're into the Rocky films, you you really need to see Creed. Um, you know, it's 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 a better Rocky film. Now, I did like the last Rocky film, Rocky Balboa, but it's certainly a better Rocky film than than most of the others. Uh, Rocky one and Rocky two are my jam. So I think you'll so, enjoy Creed quite a bit.
3: So Tim, now it's your turn to go see some movie that from a uh, franchise I've never seen.
2: Oh, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. So so have you not seen James
3: Bond films either, Wayne? No, I have never seen a James Bond movie. Seriously? Maybe.
0: How does that happen? I'm, I think we've had this conversation. I've never seen a I full thought we, movie either.
3: Yeah, I thought we had to. But no, I've never seen a James Bond movie. I've never seen any of the Rocky movies. Not wow.
2: seeing a Rocky movie is, is fucking deportable. Yeah, I, I, maybe my brain thinks it's so abhorrent that I have wiped <laughs> it from my memory. Yeah. That's either franchise.
1: Yeah, that's just Wow. I mean, I can see not seeing anything post Rocky 4, right? Yeah. I, Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa yeah. was fine, but it's not a great movie. Um, no. They're boxing
3: that, movies. It doesn't interest me.
1: But they're, they're, but here's the thing: they go be they transcend boxing. They're they're not exactly yeah. They they, they go beyond boxing. I mean they 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 are just. I mean Rocky, the first movie. I mean is is really such a fine fine motion picture, and the rest of them, you know are uh, derivative of that but i mean ugh, that that first movie's fantastic i mean it's it's a, it's a work of art and, I, and i'm not overstating that so
3: paul just to complete just to finish breaking your brain i also haven't seen any of the godfathers or scarface cuz i don't like mob movies
1: i don't know how you can function in society without seeing the
2: godfather's one and two i don't know why i haven't have <laughs> you yet really i mean i <laughs> I feel like it's like any second now yeah, it's going to happen. But.
0: No, I, I I didn't go see any movies, Wayne. Sorry. But you saw Badlands or Into the Badlands. Oh God!
2: We right, um, have different opinions on this. I can tell already. <laughs> Paul, do, oh God damn it, Paul! <laughs> we are we are so gonna in a different opinion. I can hear it now. I I I love this show a lot. <laughs> It's <laughs> so awesome!
0: It is everything you want. If you like Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon, I, I think you like this. Show. I love I think Crouching you like Hidden. This
1: show. I love Crouching Hidden Tiger Dragon. <laughs> right. Okay,
0: so you
3: didn't watch any movies, but you watched the TV show. The reminded Did you have a movie I haven't seen? <laughs>
1: well,
0: in Wayne, all I, Wayne, I need you to hit the the, the mute button. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> Thank you. On life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> thumb down. I'm about to thumb down, Paul. I can just tell. Okay, Paul. This thing had action I I, I like the story I like the Baron the Barons thing like t- why don't you like
2: this okay in all fairness I was a little drunk when I was watching it okay. But man, I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. I, I mean, I, they, they had that first... Now, that that being said, I am also not a fan of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Then why did you watch the show? Well, I, I'm a fan of kung fu films. I'm a fan of, of martial arts. I'm a fan of a more realistic portrayal of them. Um, I'm not a fan of the big fantastic... I, I, I'm not a big fan of wire work. Um, now, if there's a reason for it, characters are supernatural, something like that, that's a little different. But when normal people go flying across the room, it doesn't really... Jump with me, and, and this subscribes to that theory of that that type of uh, that type of martial arts uh, you know motion picture, and I just I I, I could not take it. I yeah, it really didn't care for it. Okay, so let me ask this: Did you like shows movies like Kill Bill? I did like Kill Bill, but it was done in more in an ironic sense than in a uh, you know b- <laughs> believe. It. I'm, I'm a big fan of Donnie Yen. I like Bruce Lee. I like that type of martial arts. Uh, picture I like Donnie so.
1: Osmond too, Paul. <laughs> oh,
2: no. I haven't seen it we,
0: yeah we all saw him in Branson no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is it wrong that when
3: I hear that Paul hated this it makes me think I'm going to love it
0: I, no, it's good. It's really good and Paul's wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna give it another shot. I'm gonna give it a sober shot. I, I don't I don't think you'll
2: like it, Paul.
0: Now I that I know I'll... why you didn't like it, I'm like,
2: yeah, no, that's that's all there. Yeah, I mean that that first that opening sequence that they're you know, they're like, look how badass these these fight scenes are. I'm like, Oh my god, it's so bad. Um <sighs> Oh, I just it's it, it's just not my cup of tea. Um, and I was really looking forward to it because, again, I love martial arts films. I'm not a fan of that type of martial arts film.
0: I, th- I think that's all you're going to get. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah. did you, did you, you saw the second episode or just I did it? not. Just the first. OK,
1: I've got them both on my DVR and we'll be watching this weekend.
0: Aaron, I need I need a friend here because Paul clearly is not going to be my friend with this hey, with this show.
1: The Sons of Thunder, man.
0: I got your back. All right. I did All right. try. I did. Yeah, I've got it on my DTR. I, I, appreciate, doing, I, just, I yeah. appreciate you trying. I just – god damn. I don't appreciate
1: you trying. I appreciate you doing, Paul. Do or do not. There is no try. Agreed. And that's our Star Wars moment for the day.
0: Yeah, because
1: um, we
2: have no Star Wars books this week, Aaron. Yeah,
1: that's crazy. I mean, we did read, uh, Darth Vader this week and it was awesome, but that's really all we have to say about it. Uh, yeah. continuing on with the Vader down storyline, highly recommended. Big thumbs up. Go get it. But let me tell you, my, I, I know that there is a lot of, of stuff that we've got to talk about regarding DK three. And I know that that's the thing that is the star of the week. But let me tell you, my book of the week is Lois and Clark. Holy fuck, I loved this book. I'm totally
3: with you, Aaron. I... After uh, everything they're doing with Superman in the regular book, this is my Superman, and it's the only place I'm getting him. And I geeked out so much out of this book.
1: This book was fantastic. Uh, the writing by Dan Jurgens, the artwork by uh, forget who, uh, <laughs> um, uh, Lee Weeks, or yeah, Lee Weeks, right? Yeah, Lee Weeks. Um this book is, it's gorgeous, it's well written, it's fantastically paced, it's got some fantastic stakes, it comments on the new 52, and that's one of the things I enjoy the most about it, is that you've got the, the Superman and Lois that we love from, uh, pre-new 52 commenting on the new 52. And I love it! I love this book! I, you know, I, it, I don't think it's going to be everybody's cup of tea because I think some folks that the, the new Fifty Two Superman is their Superman, but if you are if you're like me and Wayne, uh, you're going to dig this book. I I I I loved it. I read it twice this week. I mean, I don't it really think drives home that it's
3: not the costume or even the setting that makes the character, but the character himself. Because yep. I mean, this is a Superman that's not in the Superman costume. He's in a black costume. But he's acting more like Superman than I've seen in the New 52 Superman
1: ever act. Yeah,
2: I, I he, don't think the New 52 Superman is anyone's Superman, just just to be fair here.
1: <laughs> well, I, I I, love him. I, I And it, I am so glad that DC decided to make this story happen because I, I am thoroughly enjoying it. And, you know, here's the thing. I don't love New 52 Superman, but I am enjoying the action comic storyline right now. And I'm enjoying the Superman Wonder Woman storyline where I'm getting that guy. I like that I'm getting both characters. And I, I really kind of dig this storyline of the guy who used to be, you know, the preeminent hero in his world being secret hero in this new world. You know, that you know, he, he's having to, to, to live life on the down low. Uh, and, and I dig it. And when he fights, it's, you know, it's a Batman style fighting. Well, and I mean, he he fights like Superman really ought to fight. He's moving faster than anybody can seem. He's just taking, he's surgical striking. Um, You know, there's no reason, you know, now current Superman in New 52 has been depowered, so he can't move faster than a speeding bullet. But if you can, why are you giving anybody an opportunity to aim a gun? Well,
3: and previously it was a case of, you know, he wanted to be seen because he's trying to. you know, he is a symbol of hope. Right. But now he's not that in this world. Yeah. So there's no reason for him to be, you know, public and slow. And this is the type of Superman when, when we geek out talking about what Superman could do. This is the fighting that we
1: expect. Yeah. No, I I, I love this story. I, I, I thoroughly love it. Paul, did
2: you, tell me what you thought. Oh, I, I adore this book. Um, I lo- the Lee Weeks art, the Dan Jurgens writing, you know, this is this is my Superman. Yeah. Now, that being said, I am also enjoying what's going on in the current Superman title, and we don't need to go through that. Well, over the not, world not the main Superman book. Right. The act- comics, I should say. I enjoy Greg Pak's writing yeah. on Action Comics uh, and the Aaron Cooter art, and I'm enjoying Superman Wonder Woman, which we'll talk about here in a couple minutes. Yeah. But uh, Besides Superman, this is my Lois Lane as well. And yes, and I feel like I feel like well, it's Dan Jurgens, and we yeah. know he has a pulse on the characters. He's been writing them for damn near thirty years, right? Um, so I feel like this is. This is, uh, you know, a return home um, to the to the storytelling, the the art style, everything, because the Lee Week style is also kind of indicative of the art style that I grew up um, reading Superman in, and so uh, I I adore this book, I adore this family, um, you know, I I you know clearly things are already going downhill, and I'm curious <laughs> to see how it's going to end. You know, and, and I, you know, I, I hope Dan Jurgens gives us a happy ending, but I don't know what a happy ending looks like for these characters yet. Well, it,
1: you know, at some point there will be a Superman meeting Superman. I mean, that's going to happen. Right. Um, and I, I imagine that that will happen in the midst of some horrible, horrible calamity. And I'm looking forward to that. I, I am. I, I, I'm just so glad that there is a world where I can read about these characters and I hope they don't squander their hidden identities too soon. You know, I I'd like to delay that ultimate story that we'll that we'll eventually get because I think there's a there's a lot of room to play here in uh them kind of working behind the scenes. I mean Lois is secretly writing novels. You know, she's writing not novels. She's writing nonfiction exposes on uh you know like Endergang right now. Um you know I just you know because these these two people are heroic and while they don't rec- crave the limelight, they still can't stop helping people, and that's the, that's the that's the 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 through beat of this story, you know that you know doesn't doesn't matter how you dress Lois and Clark up, they're still going to be who they are, uh, they're still going to to help the world and make it a better place, even if it's not their world. Um, I, I just I love this story, I love this story. So a, a big thumbs up. Now you know. We don't have Superman on the list to talk about, Um, and it's the the weakest of the Superman books right now. I kind of hate that I'm not enjoying it, Paul, because they're introducing a lot of stuff I'm not familiar with from uh, like Korean mythology. And I I, I keep thinking, I'm sure that's probably really interesting, but I hate this story. And so I kind of hate that they're that they're exposing me to things in a story
2: that I really can't stand. Yeah, I I, I don't think I'm going to continue on with that title.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it's I think it's one to get off of because it's super weak.
2: Especially when there are others that are the same storyline told stronger. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For instance, including
2: it, <laughs> let's talk about Superman, Wonder Woman. Yeah. You know we we have. You know, I've been a little up and down on the Pete tomasi Doug Mankey team. The first storyline didn't really jive with me, but once it picked up the, the this truth storyline, it, it hooked me back in because of the relationship that these characters are going through, and and kind of how badass Superman's being.
1: So in this in this issue, uh, Samwise and Frodo take Gollum, and they're heading to Mount Doom. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Superman and Wonder Woman te- use Parasite to find their way into Mountain Doom. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, the, it, did, did you pick that up in this book at all? That that, that Parasite was Gollum? Yeah, I could see that. Um, <laughs> there There is the scene where Wonder Woman puts the lasso around him. And I'm like, because there's this moment where I'm like... Feel like I've seen this somewhere before, and uh, and you know Superman's Frodo, Wonder Woman's Samwise, Parasite's Gollum. <laughs> I, I, I'm I could see that. I, I'm serious. I I, I mean I, I I really think that was intentional. I mean I think that when they wrote it, I mean I was like, oh yeah, yeah, they'll get this because it seems a little on the nose.
2: Now that you mention it, yes, I can see that. Yeah. Um. You know, it, 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 Parasite is a, a souped-up golem. You know, because he he gets some energy and he turns into this giant, massive purple naked guy. Right. Uh, you know, there there was one shot. I was like, Oh my god, are they showing the Parasite's junk? They didn't. <laughs> but it got really close to showing naked Parasite in this book. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, I said I was going to be off of this book, and yet I it was, gonna, was in my pull. Box, I was so. going to ask you
1: about that because uh, when the prior issue came out, you said, ah, "I'm out." So it, it was it was a pull box issue.
0: It was, it was a pull box situation, yeah.
1: And so how did um, that work out for you?
0: Uh, you know, I kind of dug the whole Parasite interaction until you told me what it really was <laughs> and now I'm not as happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I still I – still, there was parts I enjoyed. I didn't understand the end of it. Like I don't
2: know what happened. Like – at all. I think Wonder Woman gets snagged up into the machine.
0: Yeah, but I don't even know what that is. It's like, she's there, there's nothing wrong, and then, oh, look, she's, I don't know, I a would, micro-transformer.
1: Yeah. I I just figured that that's a whole, you know, tune into the next issue to find out what the hell's going on there.
0: Yeah, this is probably, but I don't know. I still like the art. I, I like I like Vandal Savage actually being in the book. That was pretty cool. I'm not sure how, I, how much
1: of Vandal Savage I've seen in the New Fifty Two, but I, I and I want to say this is the first time I've seen him. Um, I really dug how they drew him. Oh yeah, uh, you know me I, too. He, he looks super badass. And I've always liked Vandal Savage. Don't get me wrong, but I, I, I he looks super badass. I, I like
0: I like that. You know, if if you're off the grid, just get yourself a Firestorm and you'll have more than enough energy. It'll be fine.
2: Yeah, I I need a a Firestorm. Well, really, what else is Firestorm good for,
3: if not for powering your house? Fair point. It's certainly not good for telling good stories.
0: I want to see Parasite get his num-nums on that. That would be funny. Well,
1: (laughs) it it cracks me up that, uh, you know, Superman makes a deal with Parasite, you know, uh, lead us to this power source and then we're going to let you eat it. He's like, you're gonna let me eat all of it. Like, well, we'll let you eat some within reason, you know. And you know well, so the parasite's kind of hemming and hawing. I'm not sure, I don't know, maybe and Wonder Woman just hangs him up by his heels and like, when Superman makes you an offer, you take it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> I kind of love. Wonder yeah, Man. I you know I kind of feel like well you know I guess I get, I get I guess I get sort of that Wonder Woman and Justice League so I, I maybe I maybe I'd be okay without this book but I, I think there was enough there to not complain if it's in my pull box one more we one more month. I, I dug it. You're I getting a it. state of execution, Superman, Wonder Woman.
1: I, so there, the stories they're telling in the, in the the mainline Superman story. So you've got this story which occurs immediately following Superman being depowered, right? And then you've got the action comic story that uh, – I'm trying to remember where the action comic story is set. It's it, a little further down the line. Yeah, it's, it's, it's further removed. It's after this story. And then you've got the Superman story, which seems to be concurrent with the action comic story, and that's where I'm not really connecting because the Superman story is West Coast. You know, he actually climbed on an airplane and flew out to California.
2: Um, I feel like the Superman is more towards the beginning of, like, the Superman story is first, yeah. and then Superman Wonder Woman, and then action comics. Um, I, I don't know. I, I try not to think too much about it because ultimately I'm only reading this in action comics now.
1: Well, um, I, I, and the only reason I ask the question is that, you know, Superman has broken up with Wonder Woman. Is it in the action comic story, or did it happen here? It happened here. So, um, I'm curious as to how much longer we're going to see them together before there's a resolution there. I mean, I assume that Superman Wonder Woman is going to continue, but is it going to continue with, you know, Superman and Wonder Woman are just friends, uh, which I'm not nearly as interested in? Um, I'm not sure how that's, I'm not sure how the book is going to play out.
2: They're, they're going to bang it out wondering. at the end of the
0: storyline. You know it.
2: That's what I'm hoping <laughs>
1: happens. I'm hoping.
0: For, that better. That better goddamn
1: it. Yeah, I'm really
3: hoping. I had been wondering if they, uh, what they were going to do with the book since they weren't together anymore. Yeah. I mean, not that I'm reading. I'm definitely not reading the regular Superman because I don't need to see a Superman who's a mem-
0: who's a professional wrestler. That just is I, wrong. I, I, I will say that I was, I was perusing the shelves and I, I saw Aquaman guest starring Wonder Woman. I'm like. Okay, as cool as that storyline might be in a year, like I cannot have, I can't have Wonder Woman be in a whole bag. <laughs> there needs to be some space. <laughs> you know, as cool as I think that might be, and it might make me pick up Aquaman. Yeah, I, I, I that can't, that can't happen. <laughs> yeah,
3: she's in with Superman year. one year, then she's with Aquaman the next, and then Batman after that.
0: I'm, I'm okay with that as long as there's space, Wayne. There's got to be tasteful space. He's gotta be some Basically. closure.
1: Well, and, yeah, I mean, you know, that could really you know cause a big bro fight, you know, because how long is how long do you wait before you ask out your friend's ex girlfriend?
0: You, know? you know, I think uh, I think Aquaman could take the power. To...
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you can just have the great white shark, you know, eat him. You know, chomp. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it, it depends on who's writing Aquaman. If uh, Jeff Johns is writing him, he could totally take him. Oh yeah, with the hook hand. Oh yeah, it's yeah. over. It's over. If killing.
1: anyone else is writing him,
3: not then as much. yeah, then he can be taken out by a guppy.
1: Okay, so let's talk about the other really awesome book this week that's not Dark Knight Three, but Robin, Son of
0: Batman, number six. Tim. Holy shit, Aaron! This was—you read this before me, and you're, I'm like—and you said y- you need to read this book right now. <laughs> yep. And so it was in my locks, and I read it, and I was like, you know, the last—the last, uh, last storyline or the last—the last, the last uh, issue of this was kind of mad to me, and uh, God damn, it was just great. You know what? What
1: I—just so many parts to this one. What was interesting about. This run of the book is that you know you had Patrick Gleason doing the work on both uh, writing and art, and when it started out, one of my comments was it's you know he's not fully embraced uh, you know storytelling through art. You know he's he's overcompensating by filling up his magnificent pages with a bunch of text, and I, and while I do feel like maybe this was still maybe a little too wordy, it was beautiful. I mean it's just a beautiful story and. Uh, I love that we get the origin story of Goliath, right? And oh, that was so good. There, there are so many, so many elements of the book that are just outright barbaric, right? And then you get this sweet little tender story about the origin of Goliath, and it's a full-on redemption story for for you know Robin, uh, Damian Wayne. I I loved this book from beginning to end. I, I it was so well done, so well told. And I'm just like, man, I, th- this was a tremendously satisfying ending to the story.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Like you got you got the you got the you know the resolution with nobody that I thought that that scene between those two is awesome.
1: And it was natural. It wasn't forced at yeah. all. I mean, there was there was actually a an arc to nobody's character. You know, mm-hmm. I,
0: I I completely dug that. I, I loved the, the scene where Robin is as Conan as he can possibly be, and then there's, like, little baby Goliath. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, and, you know, he, he's ready to just, you know, cleave little puppy Goliath in two, and Goliath yeah. licks his nose. And that yeah, and that warms the, 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 the horrible cold heart of Damien al Ghul, you know. Uh, I I was actually happy with what they did with Talia uh, al uh, Ghul. I kept, like, for some reason, I wanted to call her Talia Wayne, <laughs> uh, but Talia Al Ghul in this book. Um, I was like, I'm happy with where that character is now. Um, oh, yeah. I, did, did you have a sense? And maybe maybe Paul's probably the, the better guy to ask this question to, but I had a sense that Patrick Gleason was making a commentary on the story that happened uh, in Grant Morrison's telling of the death of Damian Wayne.
2: I I felt very strongly about that. (laughs) Not in a bad way. I felt very strongly that, you know, it's kind of like... You know when Marvel said, you know what, all that bad shit that some of these characters did because they were scrolls. I feel like Patrick Leeson was doing something similar with Talia in this book. Yeah. Um, you know, basically the things that didn't make sense of the character's history or that they didn't like the character's history. Um, clearly, Patrick Gleason did not necessarily care for how Talia acted in Batman Incorporated. What? And so it yeah. seems like he is justifying it by saying that if she wasn't really herself, she was possessed or something. The, li- the line, and this is where Aaron is totally right,
0: is all I know is- is I lost myself in the vision of another. Yeah. Bam. yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and I was like,
1: what I I like about it is that it's still in continuity. You know, Mm -hmm. it's commenting on something that happened. It's, it's saying it's kind of the same thing that a lot of folks were saying. Um, I I thought it was a very honest moment, both for the character as well as for the writer, you know? And I was just like, I, I, I dig and respect that. I totally dig and respect that.
0: I, the letter, the letter that he writes to her at the end, oh, yeah, oh. is great. Is great.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, the the, the the I I challenged how Patrick Gleason was writing the character. Not that I felt like he was he was giving him the wrong tone. I just thought felt like it was too many words. But over the course of six issues, I felt like he like the the writer and artist found his footing, and he has got a really strong voice for Damian Wayne. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed this book. Thoroughly enjoyed this book. Oh yeah. So Paul, so would you, yeah. would you? Are are you in agreement with with the, our feelings on this book, or do you?
2: Oh yeah, no, I I wholly agree with your feelings on, on on this issue, especially since this is a title that I feel has been uneven, um, not in art, but because uh, Packleeson is is getting his legs under him as a writer. Yeah, uh, like you said, um, I still feel there was. Some wordy scenes, but man, that scene with, like you mentioned, with Goliath licking his nose, no words on that page. And it was the most effective page of the yeah. issue. And I think he needs to trust in his art more.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think well, that that's where, where, where his learning needs to occur. And his editors should be helping him with
2: that. Yeah. Now, next month in uh, Robin, Son of Batman, we have the crossover with Robin War, which is a bit concerning for me because yeah. I'm only reading one of those books that it crosses over into. So I... I'm going to kind of, you know, I'll do the, I'll look at the preview of Robin War number one. If it looks interesting, I'll pick it up. If not, I'm just going to skip the whole Robin War crossover next month because I'll only actually be missing one book, which is Robinson of Batman number seven. Right. But uh, one thing that I am out, that I have been out on for for quite a while, is Gotham, and uh, the, the television show. The television show, and uh, but boy, anyway. Netflix
1: really wants me to watch it.
2: It really does. And every
1: time I turn on Netflix, it immediately drops to the Gotham banner, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: you know. You guys. And, and it's fucking with – and now they're fucking with me because they're like, hey, I know you're not watching Gotham. But you know that Batman versus Superman film you really want to see? We're going to have a sneak preview of it during Gotham on Monday. And I'm like, ah. Maybe I'll just you record know, it fast-forward to it. I was going to YouTube will have a sneak preview of it on Tuesday.
3: <laughs> or, or, or Monday five minutes before. Um. Exactly. That's <laughs> how I'm going to see it. I'll
2: find it online. I'm, I'm, um, no, I don't know. I, I like to watch, I it watch it on the big TV, watch. and I know I can watch YouTube on the big TV, but I, I, I really am excited about Batman vs. Superman, so I, I do want to check out that sneak preview. If you're listening to this um, before Monday, uh, supposedly there will be a Batman vs. Superman preview uh, Monday night during the new episode of Gotham. I'm so sad you guys don't watch it. I, I, I yeah, I know. Um, Aaron, I thought you were in it. Now you're you're out of it. I uh
1: I had four episodes on my DVR uh, left over from last season, and then all the ones from this season. And I was like, you know, there is never going to be a time where I'm where where I have watched everything else I want to watch, and that I've got time to do this. So what? I, it's not that I hate the show. In fact, I really rather like the the penguin. Um, it's something I'll catch on Netflix later. You know, it's just it 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 doesn't mandate my watching. There there is so much genre TV now that I really like um, mm-hmm. that the stuff that I that that I'm consumed by I need to watch first.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think we had this. You know, the we conversation did. we had was there's so much ATV. Yeah, you don't have time to watch beat. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's just, I
3: Gotham got backed up. I took a look at it. I was like, I'm never going to watch ten episodes of this to catch up. Yeah,
1: and that's I mean. I'll burn through. So, someday I'll have mono,
2: <laughs>
1: and uh, someday like a month from now. Yeah, and I will uh, watch. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll just burn through it on Netflix. You know, running a hundred and three or something. So, but yeah, that's that's how I'll watch Gotham eventually. Or they'll say, hey, you know, Batman puts on the suit, and then I'll be there. But uh, I'm, you know, I, I've got. I, I feel like I have to watch Flash and Arrow as close to the time they come out as possible. And then I've, there's also The Walking Dead and, uh, gosh, what else is there? I mean, it seems like there's a gazillion shows, uh, you know, you get burned through whatever drops on Netflix, such as Jessica Jones. Um, there's the stuff I watch that we never talk about, you know,
2: uh, you like the good wife, apparently. I, I love the good <laughs> wife. <laughs> I, I will I tell you what, i what concerned about your classification of Walking Dead as ATV. I love the Walking
1: Dead, and this season mm-hmm. has been fan-fucking-tastic. But let me just say this this word about the good wife. Juliana Margulies, there was a scene, uh, I think it was last week's episode, where uh, she's about to have sex, and so she disrobes, and you get to see Juliana Margulies' stomach. And, I mean, she, the woman's got to be close to 50 years old. She has got the abs of a twenty-year-old. I mean, I was like, "Holy shit!" I mean, she, she strikes me as one of those women who's like punch me as hard as you can, you know, hit me in the stomach as hard as you can. I mean, she, she has got a a washboard stomach. I was a little
2: frightened. Well, I'll check it out on uh, Mister Skin. Yeah. <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> oh, this episode God. brought to you by Mister
1: Skin.
0: Not, not, not at all. I,
1: I had never um, heard the reference before today. <laughs>
0: I'll, stop, I'll, stop, I'll stop cussing at him if he pays his money. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: Well, Aaron, let's talk about the book we've been ta- we've been waiting to talk about for for a while. We were, you know, in our three hundredth episode last week. We talked about how excited we were for it. Yep. Dark Knight Three: The Master Race is out um, from Frank Miller, Brian Azzarello, uh, and Andy Kubert. On art, what did you think?
1: Uh, I read it digitally. Um, As did I. I think that they took extra care in making this uh, guided view friendly. I was very happy with the way they had the guided view done. Um, You know, a lot of times when you've got these multi-panelled pages, there's a there's a two-page spread with uh, you know all the different media commenting on what's going on in Gotham, and each one of those uh, little panels got its own guided view page um you know so they didn't like junk it all up and you know try to put them all together they 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 gave it was multiple swipes to get through them so you know you had like michael strahan you know talking about what's going on in gotham and um, it was so i I think the guided view was exceptionally well done um there was only really one thing about the book that i found disappointing and that's how short the main story is, um, you know, when you go back and you read the original dark Knight series, um, it's all Batman from page one, all the way through page. I want to say they're either 55 or 62 page books, uh, 52. Yeah. 50. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I mean, it's all Batman. It's all Bruce Wayne. It's all what's going on in the city. It's all your main story. Uh, this book was about, um, I want to say about 30 pages of of the story of the setup. Um, hmm. And I enjoyed everything I read. But when we got to the last page, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so I was a little disappointed by that. But conversely, I thought that the stories told in the universe around Dark Knight were going to be separate tie-in issues. I did not realize that they were going to be part of the main book. And I really liked the Adam story at the back of this book.
2: So, As did I, and I will tell you, despite you know the the cover, you know, the controversial Superman cover,
1: I like the, the art inside of the issue. Not bad at all. Yeah, no, I I rather enjoyed it. Uh, so before we get there, uh, I liked this story. I liked the main Dark Knight story. I Didn't love it, but I was pleasantly surprised because I strongly dislike DK two. Strongly dislike DK two. Um, but I, I dug what's going on with Wonder Woman in this book. Um, you saw some Wonder Booby. Yeah, some Wonder Nipple. Um, yeah, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a little
3: regular DC book, not, not in like a Virgo. Oh.
1: That is correct. Um, I am, you know, th- this first issue does a lot to just kind of set up some, set up some story and make you ask a lot of questions. So we know that Superman has been off in his fortress, and has been so long since he's moved, he's fro- frozen in a block of ice. Um, why is that? What's going on there? Uh, meanwhile, uh, the citizens in the bo- in the uh, Bottle City of Kandor are tired of being little, and they have, uh, you know, they, the Supergirl. Uh, Kara, is that what we're calling her or Lara?
2: Yeah, Lara, Lara um,
1: You know, she 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 visits her father, as she does frequently in the fortress to try and get him to move. And uh, she notes that, you know, the, the the folks in the bottle city of Kandor are asking for help, which is what the tie in to the Adam story is. So mm-hmm. I, I I like how that, you know, kind of brings those two together. Um, I like this story. You know, uh, Batman's dead. Um, so we have a different Batman out there posing as Batman, and I, I find that interesting. Uh, uh, but, you know, Bruce Wayne can't really be dead, right? Um, so I'm curious to see where the story's going. I, I'm asking those questions. I, I'm, I'm curious if Superman has been frozen in the ice for so long. Uh, who is this baby with Wonder Woman? You know, because you assume that that's Superman's baby, but is the timing right? You know? Oh, you mean the baby baby. Yeah, the baby baby.
3: Yeah, I don't know. So, Paul, Aaron,
1: you guys know that one of my big issues with
3: Dark Knight is the way it portrays Superman.
1: uh Uh-huh.
3: So, as you're describing the story, this actually sounds like something interesting to me. Well. So, knowing that, knowing that I dislike how Dark Knight has butchered the character of Superman,
1: how do you think I would feel about it here?
2: Well, there's
1: really no Superman to depict other than Frozen in Ice.
2: Yeah, you know? uh, yeah, and I will say, you know, it feels like, you know, Frank Miller has been uh, accused of being, uh, you know, misogynistic portrayals of women in his work before, you know, between the original Dark Knight and, Dark and DK2 and, of course, Sin City. And I feel like the Brian Azzarello touch in here is the fact that every lead character in this book is a female. Um, you have a strong female. You have Lara. You have Wonder Woman. You have Commissioner Yendel. And you have Carrie Kelly. Um, there is no Bruce Wayne in this book, and for lack of, uh, I, except for one shot of him being frozen, there is no Superman in this book. Now we'll see those characters again, um, but we got four st- strong female leads in in the course of this first issue, and, uh, yeah, and that I think would appeal to you, Wayne, because you you like that type of character, um, you know. And to Aaron, your point about you know one thing that concern me about this book. Um, this series was that they were going with a longer length. I think this is a 12 issue series or a 10 issue series. And I was like, wow, like the first one did it in four issues. Right. But ultimately they're half the length of the, of the, of the original books. um, If you go with just the main storyline. So, and I feel uh, a little,
1: I feel a little screwed by that. However, I think it's their strategy to be on time. You know, if you're, because, you know, Frank Miller drew those Frank Miller and Klaus Janssen, Drew those books and had them out the door back in the day. I don't, I don't think people
2: can do that anymore,
1: you know? Uh, and I don't know how much. Yeah. Well, and to be honest,
2: the... those were late. I mean, oh, it, yeah. I know we don't remember them that yeah, way, but I, they were late. I
1: absolutely remember how late number four was or number mm-hmm. three was. Uh, but, uh, I, I think maybe this is the strategy. If you've got two artists working on the book, uh, maybe you can keep them on time or
2: more on time. Yeah. But I, I got to. Keyword is known for being on time. I, I, I
1: enjoyed this book a great deal. It's not my book of the week. you know I, I think that the, the, that the prior two books were stronger. Uh, the Lois and Clark book and the Robin uh, Son of Batman book, both stronger books. But it was a good week for comics because this book is strong as well. Uh, it's a really good book and in any other week it would be the book of the week. It's just you know we had two other really, really strong books this week.
2: So, Wayne, I would give the first issue a shot. I, yeah. I, I, I feel like Brian Azarello, and they've already spoken to um, Brian Azarello specifically, said this will make you like Superman again. Um, so I feel like his portrayal in this series may be different than of uh, Dark Knight's past.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be a redemption story for Superman. Mm-hmm. A strange place to have that story, but,
3: <laughs> you know, in yeah. Batman. I will give the first issue a shot and report on it
2: next week. Yeah. From what I can tell... And I could be wrong. I, I'm, I'm trying to avoid spoilers, but from what I can tell, just from reading this first issue, the master race in the title is referring to the Kandorians. That's my and thought this, as well. Yeah, and this may have to be about Superman and you know the heroes teaming up to take on the Kandorians um, after they have uh, gotten out of their uh, you know their shrunken city.
1: I particularly enjoyed that uh, DC included the variant covers in the digital book. Yes, very much so. Yeah, because I mean, there there are some really pretty
2: digital covers there. So it's out of all the books i read this week. And I don't think I read a single pad book this week, oddly enough. Um, extremely strong digital presentation on dark Knight three.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That You could tell that they really thought about it. I mean, again, the guided view was fantastic and I'm sure that they, that, you know, they, they, they put some extra juice on it simply for the fact that it's such a, a noteworthy book, you know, and it's gotten mm-hmm. a lot of press, uh, you know, and so this may be the first Guided View experience for a lot of readers, and I, I think that it was a home run. I, I thought the Guided View was highly effective.
2: Agreed. Yeah. So let's talk about a book that Tim put on his list, and I read it just for you, Tim. Just for Dude. you, Tim. And not just one book. I read two issues. Um, that being said, Tom Taylor being, uh, being the writer of this book didn't hurt your kids. All-New Wolverine. Uh, issues 1 and 2 are Marvel Comics, the only Marvel Comics we're talking about this week. We're going to the all-new you know, post-Secret Wars uh, universe with, uh, like I said, Tom Taylor uh, as the writer, David Lopez and David Navarro on art. This is X-23 taking over the mantle of Wolverine. I really hope this is going to be another End of the Badlands, Paul. I enjoyed these books. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I, 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 bought, I only bought issue 1, and I enjoyed it enough to pick up issue 2. Um, Like so, one of the things that I I,
0: I loved about this book was the fact that th- it had Angel in it. Paul, they did the they, they Tom Taylor did the callback to the all new X Men where him and Laura were kind of a thing, mm-hmm. and I love that. I'm you know, I'm usually not a fan of this kind of art style, but it it so worked
2: for this book. What I like I, about the art style is that he's not drawing. Um, Laura and I'm, I got to be honest. I'm not of 100 familiar with X-23, mm-hmm. um, so I'm, I'm learning about her in this book. Um, but he's not drawing her as a stick figure with big boobs. She looks like you know a, a strong woman, and you know th- coming from Dark Knight, which we just said. Um, you know, I really appreciate the way she's she's drawn in these pages. Um. So
0: there's this. <laughs> it's ju- it's it's just. Some of the thing that I got from from Superman Wonder Woman was the whole superheroes in a relationship, dealing with it and being normal kind of thing, and it's just so funny to watch that happen here. Like, there's a scene where like X twenty three like takes down a a drone plane, and Angel's there. She's like, "You can't really hug me right now, (laughs) because I'm kind of broken." (laughs) So. So Angel's like, "Was there anything I can do?" And she's like, "Well, anything that doesn't involve a hug, basically." And so he pets her on the head. <laughs> it's it's just so funny. Um, yeah, the art style works. I'm I'm interested in. I've always liked X-23, and I'm glad that they took some of the thing I liked about all new X-Men and, and put it in this book. And I got to be honest, Paul, at the end of episode, uh, in the end of the second issue. I was so jazzed to see the person that was, uh, was at the end of that. I, I haven't seen that character good in years.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, you and know, like, badass setup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, we... I, you know, re- I've re- referenced Tom Taylor, and if you're not familiar with Tom Taylor, he is the man behind um, The Injustice Gods Among Us, uh, at least the first two or three years of the title um, from DC Comics. And so... Uh, you know, I, I always try to check out a book that he's on, and he did a solid job with this book. Again, I'm not familiar with X-23, but I find her really interesting. So I, I, I will – if you continue with this title, Tim, then I'll you on as, as long as you do. Oh, yeah. Until it starts sucking. If it starts sucking, then I'm out. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> um, I'm, def- I'm definitely throwing it back on the – I'm throwing it on the poll list. All right.
2: Well, I, I will pick
0: up the, the next issue with you. You know, and it's strange too because – I really didn't have a whole lot of hope for for New Marvel, you know, after after Secret Wars. I wasn't sure what to expect, and I gotta tell you, I'm like the one I'm seeing. Like I saw the for uh, all new all new X Men, where they, they've got the old team like crossed out, and it looks like you got the kind of the young X Men again.
2: Mm-hmm. I. I think I might pick that, pick up that first issue, too. I don't know, because Extraordinary yeah. X-Men I thought was crap. I really didn't like it. Well, I wasn't going to get that one. <laughs> I did. I picked it up, but I haven't read it yet. I picked up uh,
3: a bunch of the X-Men just to try them, because I want to get back into X-Men. But yeah, I'm finding the new—I almost called this the new 52—the all-new Marvel uh, since the reboot. I'm liking more than I expected, because I, uh, I kind of thought I'd be out on Marvel after it. No, there a couple of good titles. Yeah. There are some books that I love that I am out on though, like uh, Spider-Man 2099
0: is I'm done with, and I loved it before. No, no big loss there, <laughs> Paul. Ever sympathetic, <laughs> <laughs> but no. This was a great week for comics, and it's been a long time since I felt like I haven't. I didn't have one bad one, and that was it. Was awesome.
2: So there. You know, let's talk about comic releases because uh, hopefully you saved money after your uh, Black Friday shopping this weekend because Comixology is having a Cyber Monday sale and if you're listening to this early in the week you, could, you, you can hop on that. Um, Wayne, do you want to tell us a little bit about this Cyber Monday sale?
3: Well, sure, if I'm put on the spot here and have <laughs> Let me bring up the detail. They started some of it through uh, Black Friday and Have a few sales already going. Um, riveting podcasting.
2: We have birds chirping while we wait. (laughs) (laughs) And cats meowing in the background.
1: Would Would you like one of us to take this, Wayne?
3: Okay, I got it now. (laughs) So the big thing I'm looking forward to is uh, for Cyber Monday, DC comics are buy one, get one free using the promo code DC BOGO at checkout. And that's and every- it's good on all Yeah, it's good on all DC Comics and Vertigo titles released before uh nine one twenty fifteen. It'd have been better if it was Lobo. So <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome so i'm really excited about that one i'm going to be buying a bunch of dc stuff from from the past uh particularly that accounts for trades as well so i'm thinking i may pick up a bunch of nightwing trades
1: yeah that's Uh, that dark horse sale oh go ahead i was just going to say the dc comic sales uh pretty righteous i mean it's their their entire uh archive uh for releases prior to nine one so what that means is that you that It could be a trade that was, uh, you know, the single issues were released prior to 9-1. A trade after 9-1 wouldn't be eligible. But, uh, that's, that's their entire archive that they have digitally so far. And DC Comics has got a lot of great stuff out there, both, uh, New 52 and prior to the New 52. So, yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be hurting the wallet pretty hard. But there's more in the Cyber Monday sale. Tell us about that, Wayne. So.
3: I am thinking about uh, picking up all the flashes from the new Fifty Two, mm-hmm. uh, but besides that, Dark Horse has thirty trades that are going on for two ninety nine. So I'm uh, I can't wait to see the full list of those and you know kind of pick some of those out because Dark Horse has had some really interesting books.
1: Yeah, and they've got some uh, of the, the titles that they're going to have in that sale. So one of the things I'm particularly interested in is they've got Big Guy and Rusty the Boy Robot. Uh, is one of the titles I'm looking forward to picking up as well oh, that's as so good. yeah as well as Hellboy in the BPRD 1952 um, they got a bunch of other stuff uh, Goon volume 14 Paul um, they've got uh, some Buffy out there you know season 10 uh, all kinds of good stuff so you know it's not yeah. the entire archive but you know it's 30 really strong trades
3: there's one called Apocalypse Girl I have no idea what it is but I'm going to be looking at the details when it uh when the sale starts, yeah. uh, so then after that, you guys won't care about it. But there is a Viz sale. Viz is a manga company. Turns right. volumes for two dollars off each. And then the the last big Cyber Monday one that I don't know that any of us will be taking advantage of is uh, X Men and the Black Vortex,
1: which is a fairly that recent
3: storyline.
1: Yeah.
3: Right. That was the crossover between uh, All New X Men and Guardians of the Galaxy. And there may have been another title in there I don't remember, but I I know I didn't uh, read it when it went through the first time.
2: Yeah. Well, and in addition to those, they have sales that are continuing from Black Friday, including a 50% off image sale. Use I the promo code IMAGE at checkout. I have already done some damage on that Image comic sale. Um, oh, really?
1: I picked up the the current uh, Jupiter's Legacy book. Is it Jupiter's Legacy or Jupiter's Circle? Yeah. Um, but I picked up nice. the, the current run of that, and then went ahead and it's not on sale. But I went ahead and picked up the previous volume, uh, the volume one book, uh, because I've always been interested in that story, and I know Wayne's reading it, so I, I thought I would jump in on that. Yeah, I love the
2: uh, the first one. I haven't started the new one yet. Yeah.
1: So anyway, I I I, I have them all.
2: <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I need to I need to hop on and finish my Autumnlands uh, catch up. Oh,
1: and I did. I I, I you know. I got screwed on not catching the fact that, th- that the-, the series is not called Tooth and Claw. It's called Autumn Lands Colon Tooth and Claw. And, Mm -hmm. um, and so I've been looking for tooth and claw and hadn't seen anything since the first issue. And that's why. So when image has had its sale, uh, I went, I, I picked up all the remaining issues. So I've got a lot of that to get caught up on as well. You
0: know, it, it seems, it seems like a trend, Aaron. You keep being defeated by the colon.
1: I tell you, (laughs) that, that colon will mess you up. (laughs)
2: Um, There's also a a Marvel Black Friday collection sale Marvel Spider-Verse sale and more Um, I don't know if the Dark Knight sale will still be going on
1: I think that's Um, through Tuesday or through Monday night Night. I think think it's Uh, through Monday
2: night So you can get the original Dark Knight and Dark Knight Returns and Batman Year One uh, as you lead up to uh, Dark Knight 3 DK3 Um, Great books, great books Well, maybe not DK2 (laughs) (laughs) And if you have any money left over Send it We're, to Paul. Yeah, send it to me um, because new comics next week include um, from Marvel. We get a couple of the uh, all new books, including all new X Men and all new Inhumans. We're also getting Daredevil number one, um, featuring the new creative team of Charles Sewell and Ron Garney. I'm actually really looking forward to that. Um, Doctor Strange number three, considering the Jason Aaron-Chris Boccolo run that I am loving. I know we haven't really talked about it on the show. It's so damn good. Uh, Guardians of Infinity, which is the new uh, Guardians of the Galaxy book written by Dan Abnett. Uh, And I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to that one as well. Um, As well as new issues of Invincible Iron Man and Star Wars. Um, Totally Awesome Hulk number one is released uh, from uh, Greg Pak and Frank Cho. And Spidey Number One, um, a a new book about Spider Man and his teenage years, uh, comes out. So lots of stuff from Marvel next week from Image Comics. We have um, a series of image firsts. Uh, they release these periodically. They are first issues for a dollar uh, of some of their most popular titles, including Birthright, Bitch Planet, Descender, uh, Odyssey, Sunstone, um, Nowhere Men. A couple of titles in there that are worth picking up. Again, only a buck for those. So if you're, if you're curious about some of these titles, I, I would recommend you know, hopping on there, um, especially if you're not reading digital. Some of these you can probably get digitally now for a buck on that image sale. And from DC Comics, you get the start of Robin War with Robin War Number One. And uh, if you're looking for something to add to your Christmas list, Absolute Batman: The Court of Owls hardcover edition comes out as well.
1: Well, it sounds like a lot of books, Paul.
0: It, it sounds like a lot of money getting uh, saved. Uh, if this you don't screen. want to
1: spend all the money on the
3: uh, hardcover edition, you could always buy the Court of Owls storyline and buy one get one free. Yeah,
2: there is that.
1: Yeah. Well,
2: hey, awesome Aaron, guys. are you still reading
1: Aliens of Vampirella? No. No, I'm going to catch it up on a sale. Dynamite always has pretty good sales uh, once or
2: twice a year, so I'll catch it then. Okay, Okay. just curious because Issue 4 comes out next week.
1: Yeah, no, no, it wasn't that I didn't didn't like it. It's just, you know, uh, I was like, uh, I'm, I, I miss like – it seems like I missed something. Uh, and I was just like, eh, I'll just catch it when it goes on sale. All right. So – all right, guys. Well, you know, I I, I think uh, we have we have done our, our business here working off our turkey. And uh, hope you guys have a great week. We'll see you back here. Same Funny Books time. Same Funny Books channel. Ideology of madness.com. Bye, everybody. Podcast theme music graciously provided by Mark Andrew Pope. For more information, visit markandrewpope.com. Funny Books with Aaron and Polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. No Spider-Man clones were
2: harmed in the production of this podcast.